On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how God is leading you step by step on Souls Road 2. And welcome to Souls Road 2. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And I'm so glad to be with you. And today we're going to be talking about how God leads you step by step. And uh, there's a psalm that goes like this. It's Psalm 119, 133. Direct my steps by your word. And this is an acknowledgement by someone who serves God, that God is the one who guides every step of our lives. Uh, George W. Truett once said, to know the will of God is the greatest knowledge. To do the will of God is the greatest achievement. The will of God is not always easy, but it is always right. And when you think about it, that is very true because the will of God sometimes can be filled with hills and valleys and dark places. But if He is the one who's directing it, you're going to get through it. So there's this divine order and rhythm to things. And somebody once put it this way, um, Isidore of Seville, uh, for even the universe itself is said to have been put together with a certain harmony of sounds. In other words, i.e., let there be light. And, and the very heavens revolve around the guidance of harmony, meaning under God. So how much time do you contemplate God's will for your life? On the journey, there is first, well, a path. And God sets the direction. Royal philosophies teach us that, often teach that everything is random and, you know, when you die, your atoms kind of scatter and that's that. Why It's called Epicureanism. Uh, just make your own path and move on and kind of live, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. And and that's where evolution came from, that, that kind of mindset that, well, you know, there's nothing there other than when you die, you decompose, so you may as well, you know, make the best of it while you have it. But Proverbs 16, 19 says, A person plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. So here's the question for today. Do you live with the mindset that God sets your path? Think about it this way. God's children trust his direction and follow. That's our job. Our job is to let him set the pace, let him set the direction, and we follow. But yet our logical thinking can get in the way. We sometimes want God to lay out this detailed plan of what He wants, where and how and who and how many, and, and we, we become obsessed by these details. And it's part of our, our nature of how we were created. Since we're human, Genesis tells us that we're made for dominion. When God says, hey, you know, steward, steward the earth, right? Uh, show show dominance on the earth. And when God said dominance, He didn't mean destroy everything like some dictator or some despot, but He means steward the earth. So since we're made for this dominion, it's in our nature to demand explanations. Whatever we can explain, we can control. But what happens when you can't explain it? And then that's where faith comes in. When God orders our steps, He doesn't really explain anything until we obey. Once we obey, we get revelation of what God is doing. Think about Job and his story. If you know the story of Job, the whole book of Job, he's, he's wrestling with God, complaining and kind of forming his argument of why he's right and God's wrong. And at the end of the story, it was not an explanation that God gave Job. He didn't say, well, I did this because of these three reasons. 
all God gave Job was himself, a revelation of himself. And often that's what God does. He doesn't really give us a detailed explanation. He gives us himself, because himself is enough for us to trust. And it's easy to trust God on the mountaintop where you can see every detail of the plan. But what about the valley? That's where it's dark and evil and you can't see anything and you don't know the details. So we must be willing to go before we know. That's why God told Abraham, get up and go to a place that I will show you. That takes guts, that takes faith. John 17 says, if anyone wants to do, and I emphasize the word do, God's will, he will know, and underline the word know, about my teaching, whether it be from God or whether I speak of my own authority. So discernment comes by obedience, not knowledge. In other words, if I want to learn something about God, I have to obey God first. And Oswald Chambers once said, the natural can only be transformed into the spiritual by obedience. God's life in a man or woman cuts directly across our nature. In other words, when, when God interacts with us, with his requirements, with his direction, it's going to rub us the wrong way often. Our, our sense of pride and self-will. So faith is not knowing necessarily everything about the journey. It's obeying God's directive, surrendering our control, and trusting in God's character. But then comes the promise. That's the second part. The promise, it says in Proverbs 3, 6, Acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will make your paths straight. Promises are always attached to the path God sets. Along the path, Abraham is reassured many times of what God will do, how he'll multiply him and his family like the stars of the earth. And the path leads to the promise, but the path is also fueled by the promise. The promise is what will keep you when you're in the valleys and discouraged. Spending time in God's presence is important because in doing so, you gain the reassurance, the reassurance of those promises. So you have a path, you have a promise, then there's a third thing, problems. Guidance is God, you know, God guides us, right? He's, he's, he forms our steps. But the word guidance has the word dance on it, in it, rather. And God's paths are never uneventful. There's always this dance you got to do. Again, look at Abraham's life. God says, Abraham, go to a place I'm going to show you. And once Abraham began following God's path, he began in the dance. When I say dance, I mean... That's where he encountered lying to the Pharaoh, and he lied more than once to other people. Famine, the Hagar incident, kidnapping and rescue, and then all the long waiting. All these things were part of the plan. And it sounds terrible, it sounds awful, but that's the way it is. Israel's trip when they left Egypt was supposed to take a few days if they went straight, but instead it took 40 years. That was the plan. Paul had to go before the emperor in the scriptures. And yet that was his path. That's what, what the way God directed it. Acts 14.22 says, They strengthened the souls of the disciples and encouraged them to continue in the faith, saying, We must enter the kingdom of God through many persecutions. So sometimes we don't like the tune of the dance that God sets. But as long as God is our partner in the dance, that's all that matters. So you have the path, you have the promise, you have problems, but then you have my favorite part of, of this whole talk today's presence. God was there and will be there and has been there always.
In Genesis 1-2, it says, Now the earth was without shape and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the watery deep. But the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. The Hebrew word for moving can be translated as flutter. It's a picture of a bird hanging in midair over the nest. It's the word rochaf, which I'm sure I mispronounced if you talk to some of my rabbi friends. But it, it has the picture of, 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 a, of a den mother or a, a bird's parent fluttering over them in protection. The point being this, the Holy Spirit hovers over every circumstance even before it exists. And He has already hovered and is hovering over every hour, every second, every day of this year. So do you see His presence in your life? You don't want to be like Jacob at first, where in Genesis 28, 16, it says, Jacob woke up and thought, surely the Lord is in this place, but I did not realize it. God was here, but I, I, didn't, I just didn't know He was here. So I want to challenge you, those who are watching today or listening, commit to the first step. Again, Oswald Chambers says, faith never knows where it is being led. It knows and loves the one who is leading. It is a life of faith, not of intelligence and reason, but a life of knowing who is making me go. That's the key. If I always have to figure it out, then there's a problem. And the most important part of that journey will be the first step. And again, I want to give you one last thought. Somebody wrote a little poem that says, In pastures green, not always, sometimes, He who knows best in kindness leadeth me. In weary ways, where heavy shadows be. So whether on the hilltops, high and fair, I dwell, or in the sunless valleys where the shadows lie, what matter is, He is there. So if you like this podcast, please leave a like. Until next time, check out our our, uh, our YouTube channel. We're on Facebook also, and, and usually any, anywhere you can get your audio, but especially Buzzsprout. So until next time, God bless you.